Hey, I'm Michael Dorinda. And I'm Jake Bennett. And welcome to episode 94 of the North Meet South web podcast. Except for you should. So you I don't know. Music? If, I don't know if you heard. I didn't hear. I don't it. know if you heard. I don't know. In the in the live stream, my uh, my boss actually he he listens to these episodes to live? troll me through the week. Does he he said live. Uh, not not live, but he watches them after the fact. And I think he he's got it set in his head that if it was not for him, I would have nothing to talk about slash complain about on <laughs> on these episodes. But he was he was complaining to me. That like the start of the podcast, there's just nothing on the live stream for as long as we're faffing about. True. And there's no music, True. there's no countdown, there's nothing. So Yep. True story. For Alex, there is now at the start of this stream, I'm sure you enjoyed it. Alex. There is a countdown timer yep. and there is a adrenaline themed uh rock track to to ring in the start of the episode. Yep. So just for you, Alex. Hope hope those of you that, that enjoyed that were listening, watching live enjoyed that. Um I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch it back because I, I couldn't see it. Only you could see it on your side. Yeah, no, the, you may, the audio doesn't come yeah. through here, but yeah, definitely on on the YouTube. It's you there. may or may not know this, Michael, but I have. I should. I should go grab the hat. I have another show, <laughs> not the Laravel News podcast, not oh. not the North Meets South web podcast, but another one that we did during COVID for our company called the Subro Daily Show, and we would live stream that to all of our people across the nation. And so we actually have, and we do this like once a month now, where we have a whole countdown. We have like a whole like show. It's me and two other people. We do like memes and games and prizes. It's ridiculous. But I don't hear I don't handle <laughs> any of the video. They handle all of it. I've got yeah. a dude who does like live streaming stuff. He's amazing. You've got a guy. So I do. Yeah, I nice. do. And so he uses all those cool tools and like the um what is it, the A10 Mini Pro, the Blackmagic A10 Mini Pro? Actually, it's the A10 Mini Extreme now that we have. It's right. ridiculous. They've got all sorts of the, the so, stuff. It's pretty cool. You've got you've got more money to spend than I'm willing to spend. Oh, so. yeah. And and then we need, right? Because like you said, until today, we literally never had an intro. <laughs> no. So no worries. We would just no like worries. stream this thing and it'd be done. But uh, oh, it just gives it a little bit, a little bit something little bit so you know. Because when... when for those of you who do watch the the live stream of these episodes, we will usually hit go live and then there will be nothing for, you know, it could be a minute, it could be five seconds, it could be three minutes until it happens. So now we've got a, a countdown um, and we've got music and it's all all wild. So we're having, we're having a blast. We've got some stuff to talk about. I was actually going to do some live streaming today because uh, Ray said, oh, let's go and visit my family. And I said, you realize that I'm recording in like an hour and a half there's no way that i can go to your family come back in time for this and have an act like we could drive there and drive back but um no time to to actually you know spend there so i had a little bit of time we've we've trans we were transitioning olivia into her I own saw room that. yeah i saw that on facebook the last couple of days which has not been going too oh, well no. she'll we put it down in there and she sort of sleeps until 11 and then she's a bit you know, up and down and she's waking up and I think she's got too much room in her cot. So she's yep. like flailing around. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the, in the bassinet that she's in, in our room, she's kind of like banging up the, the sides of it. So, you know, she knows where her boundary yeah. is and she sleeps much better in that. So uh, Friday night was the first night it was a bit rough. Last night was a little bit better, but, but still not great. So tonight we've put the air mattress on the floor in the, uh, 
in her room and we've put the bassinet in there just so that she can get accustomed to the room, I suppose, and see how that goes. So set that up and then I was going to do some live streaming. Someone someone came up with a nice suggestion let's for them ping me yeah, to basically it. be able to add to, to push the, the task settings as part of the sync okay. payload. So if currently if you if you change any part of your task when we sync it, we'll drop it and then recreate yep. it, which means if you've got any custom grace period or run times and things like that set up, they will be forgotten yeah. on that sync and you've got to go back in there and set them up again. So this person whose name I don't know right now, but I will look up uh, in a sec, um, they suggested being able to do it as part of the the sync payload. And so just before this episode, I thought I would do a live stream of getting that up and running I didn't do the then ping me side of things because I didn't want to expose the you know the private side of the the application to the world because I know some people who run competing products are watching this podcast <laughs> and don't need to see that code. However, the, the the Laravel package itself is is public. So now that I've got the, the then ping been, me side of things working, into core some of it, right? Yeah, yeah, some of it, yeah. So uh, now that now that that's up and running on the on the then ping me side, and I just got that working just before we started recording, I might, depending on when they get home, live stream the other side of things, um, and uh, and go from there. So that that should be fairly straightforward. So it'll just be another another um, method that you that you chain onto the schedule in the console kernel. So you would do you know schedule command arrow. And then like pass then ping me, just so it's obvious, and then pass an array of like grace period oh, and um allowed runtime and oh, notify see, threshold see. so that you control that from your side. And so anytime you sync that task, we'll just sync those settings straight away. So that's a great idea. Um yeah. that'll that'll be good. Yeah, that is that is nice. And that that's um I apologize that I haven't replied to um, that person that's actually uh, even their, a better their... idea than what mine was which was that like we could obviously probably tell if it's the if it's the same task pretty close anyway like we could we could mm. guess as to whether it's not the same task right by the name that it's getting passed through but yeah but um it's a little more complicated than that obviously because it's possible too that you could have a conflict where you accidentally have two like tasks that are named the same um if they were like yeah right that's possible we we, we talked about it it was yeah, it was Anders, Anders Bill Billfelt. So thanks for that, Anders. I I did take that on, and I know that you, unfortunately you sent this to me a few weeks ago. And just with having kids and trying to juggle life, this is the only time that I've had. Like this is literally the only time I've had away from my family for since you sent that ticket. So um, that that is something that I am working on now. Whether or not I finish it today or not is a is another story. But that that's a great idea, and I really do. Do like that, so we'll get that, get that up and running. Hopefully, absolutely, hopefully that is a great this idea. Week sometime. That is an excellent idea. I like it's good that. feature. I like that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be able to spend a bit more time on then ping me because it's kind of just like sat there and and true story. It's worked. We you know we haven't had any errors. Um, I've been using it for a few of my freelance clients and things like that, and I'm and you know I'm happy with it. But it kind of just sits there, and we haven't done any marketing for it or anything like that. For for. You know, Ever. I guess since the new year ticked over, yep. kind of, yeah. So we, we, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta put some thought into it and just get this stuff done. I, I wanted to roll out 
the new version of Spark. So I started working on that um, so that we could decouple from the Stripe billing. Thing. Like, don't get me wrong, the Stripe customer portal and all of that billing stuff is fantastic. It's just we get a little bit more flexibility in terms of of customer contact and things like that. Jack Ellis mentioned that like he doesn't want to receive the the monthly renewal emails, and unfortunately, Stripe is kind of on or off for everyone. There's yeah. no, yeah, and and I think personally, it's better, especially when you've got customers that are renewing annually. You want to you want to let them know, you know, it's kind of detrimental. They might go, I haven't really used that, and and they cancel yeah, right. it. But at the same time, if you're going to get invoice something once a year. It's it's nice to be able to notify those customers. Hey, we're about to charge your card yeah. X amount, you know, a year's worth of whatever. So I want to keep it on, but I do want to give some control over it, and that's where kind of leaning towards Spark to do that because it means that we're handling all of that side of thing, and we can say, hey, you you know, you can either have billing reminders on or not, and things like that. So unfortunately, we kind of built a lot of. We, this happened with Jetstream, right? We built a lot of the team stuff ourselves, and then we built a lot of the the billing stuff using customer portals. So they they were kind of separate. And then we got the team stuff working with Jetstream when when that shipped yeah. late last year. Um, I remember working on that when I was <laughs> in the hospital waiting for Olivia to be <laughs> delivered. Um, and then yeah, the the other bit uh, around you know getting the Spark billing stuff is a little tricky because we've got a lot of similarities in what we're tracking, but but Spark names them differently. So it's a matter of like rolling back all those changes and and making that consistent with what Spark's using and then and then changing the UI so that it fits more closely with what we've got within then ping. We fortunately, you know, we use Tailwind UI to right, build that exactly. out. And then when Jetstream came out, Jetstream it kind of modeled what Tailwind UI looked like. So, you know, those things all fit together really nicely. And then we've got the the Spark stuff, which is also built on Tailwind, uh, not not Tailwind UI, but they, they all kind of look and feel the right. same. So it's fortunate for us because it's fairly similar that we don't have to do heaps of design. We just need to click all the bits together. So that's where we're at now. Um, I didn't want to work on billing because that seemed like an overwhelming task, even I only had a couple of hours to myself. So doing this is, is a little is a more of a reasonable chunk approach. of work to, to get through. Yeah, yeah it's right. a smaller chunk. And as I said, I've got... At the moment, because I'm like back into the gym and I'm trying to focus on sort of keeping up with that, um, I don't get heaps of free time to 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 work on this because I'm like working from home now, which means that I essentially I'm with the kids right up until I start work yeah. and then I finish work and then I'm with the kids right up until they go to sleep and then depending on the day, I'm either then spending time with Ray spend time or with your I'm, wife. You know, that's an important part of your day yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So. Or I'm going to the gym, right? Um, and I'm trying to keep my gym sessions like really focused, and I'm getting through them. You know, I'm, I'm not doing more than forty minutes, but it's every other day, which means I lose that that day to to work on stuff. And I've had a few freelance projects on as well. So the days that I'm not at the gym, I've kind of been working on that stuff. And so hopefully, it gets a little bit easier as the kids start to get a bit older and they're a little bit more self sufficient. Um, Eli is very pro. Like, I need someone to be there at all times. That's when like I'm a doing first child anything. thing. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, that's never really yeah. goes away. Unfortunately, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Like, my yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess it depends. It really depends. Like, <clears throat> with my first, he is that way because he's got the next two in line are younger sisters, and then his little brother is like you know seven years younger than he is. 
And so if mm-hmm. he wants to like do something, like he wants to hang out with dad, right? It's like, hey, dad, let's go shoot baskets. Like none of the other kids are going to do that, yep. right? Or like, hey, yeah. can you go throw the yep. ball with me or whatever? Or hey, come watch me do, I learned how to do a front flip on the trampoline. Like nobody else really appreciates that or cares because I, I taught him that, right? So it's like, he, yeah. you know, it's always like, you know, especially with the oldest being a boy and stuff. It's like, hey, dad, let's go, whatever. Let's go do this. And so mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like, it, you know, as, as he grows older, like there will be some independence stuff. Like he'll go play baseball or go play footy or whatever. Who knows, mm-hmm. right? He'll be on a yeah. team and he won't be at yeah. home doing that stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, for sure. Like with my oldest, like he's still that way. He still wants to hang out with dad, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Never change, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the tricky thing that we have at the moment is that he he basically only wants mum, which you think is good. It's like, okay, he wants mum, I'm sure, gonna go hang sure, out sure. and and do my own thing. But like I can't leave her by herself. Yeah, I know. You feel guilty, to, right? To look after. And then um I like I feel bad because I can't help because if I try and help, he just gets more agitated that he can't spend time with mum and and Olivia, like she just wants mum. Um and she doesn't want to be put there. I she's she's getting better now where we can put her on the play mat or we can put her in the on the jolly jumper and things like that. But once she decides she wants mum, that's over. it. Yep. It's mum. And yeah, that's, it. that's the only know. thing that's going to make her happy. So I was, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, it's hard, but <clears throat> yeah, I was talking, hopefully it gets better soon. I was talking to Wilbur Powery when they just had their first, their first little guy. And, um, mm-hmm. I was, he's, he's, they've had a little bit of a difficult time with him sleeping and stuff. And he was just telling me the same thing the other day. He's like, he only wants his mom. Like he will only sleep if he's yeah. in her arms during the day. And then at night it's like ridiculous. So anyway, yeah, man, it's like, yeah. it just depends, you know, each kid is a little bit different, but, but, um, especially during those first months, man. Yeah. Mom is the only thing that they care about. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Ree. All right. Well, Hey, you need to, um, Mm-hmm. You need to figure out a way to get that girl away from her for a little bit, right? You got to take her yeah. shopping. Yeah, right. That's the trick. Take her well, shopping. She <laughs> buy her jewelry. Yeah, That's the trick. I'm going to start a seven month old on, on yeah, that kind right, of thing. Exactly. That's crazy. Go talk. get her ears pierced, Michael. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, Eli's really, Eli's really good. <laughs> Eli's Eli's really good. I had to go and have my um, uh, annual. Annual, I say annual. I didn't get it done last year because COVID, but my annual eye test yesterday, sure, sure. and I took Eli with me. How'd that go? Because um, Liv decided she, no, he was fine. He just sat on the chair Good and man. he was there, and he's like, "What's he doing? What's he doing? What's this?" I'm like, "I'm getting my eyes checked." He's mate. hilarious. Eyes checked. So, so it was good. You know, he was and he was well behaved. You know, we were there for 30, 40 minutes or whatever, and just like he's he's fine as long as mum is not an option. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's you can't take him out all the time. Um, and it's starting to get colder now as well. And he's been going over to my parents' place in the evenings and like watering their plants. <laughs> but we took him out on Friday night. Oh, that's and it hilarious. started to get a little bit air quotes. A little For bit those cooler. And so, see, it was air yeah, quotes watering. You couldn't see there's air quotes. Yeah, yeah, watering their plants. He, he's got like this little spray bottle and he goes around and just like sprays the roses. I bet and, they love and that. Pot plants. And yeah, things. I like. Yeah, so they, you know it's good fun, but it's because it's getting colder. So we took him Friday night, and then yesterday he woke up and it's not streaming out of his nose, and he's. Oh no, poor guy. And I'm like, we can't. Yep, yep, yep. You know, he can he can go and do it. It just has to be during the day. So, but Olivia starts her orientation this week for childcare, so she'll be going in for a couple of hours on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So Tuesday she'll go in with Ree, and Ree will sit with her, and you know, go in the room and and play around and things like that. Thursday I'm gonna go with Ree because she's gonna drop <laughs> Liv off, and she'll just 
abandon her there and then like we're, we're gonna go and do something otherwise Ree's gonna freak yep. out she's like like but let's go, she's let's getting go. emotional yeah. you know she's growing she's growing up and like she doesn't need me anymore all this, all this kind of stuff that, that you go through which for for dad it's different because for me like finally, I, was, yeah. I had paternity leave for six weeks and then i was you know back to work and i, I don't have much to do with Olivia, you know, during the yeah, day. Sure. And then I come home and I see her for an hour or two and then, you know, it's like play for a bit. Oh, she's sleeping. She's gone to bed. That, that, that's kind of it. But, the you know, the maternal attachment where, you know, it's basically been Ree's full-time job for the last sure. seven months. Right. It's like, well, you know, what am I going to do now? And so Ree's gearing up to go back to work. And, and so, you know, she, Liv's got her orientation this week and then um, in May she'll be going one day a week, June two days, and then, Rhea will be back at work two days a week in July, so it's um it's all happening. It's uh, you know the the time's flying, so yeah. Anyway, lots of lots of me talking. And no, 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 I know that's you're good. on a on a tight tight schedule. No, no, no. I know, I know you're on a tight schedule. What, what have you got for us this week, Jake? You know what, man? Like I've been. Oh man, I really like that at my job, we get to play with whatever we want, right? Like, so Alex, I'm sorry to tell you this, man, but uh, if you're not on the Laravel and Tailwind and all that train, it's time to get on. It's time to get on the train, my friend, because we are doing (laughs) it over here and it is a blast. We love it. It's great fun. So we get to play with all the toys, but here's the deal, right? At some point you have to make a decision about what you're going to go with, right? It's like, I -hmm. feel like in some of our projects, it's like, okay, this project is using liveware. Great. Love liveware. And then it's like, oh, but we also have a little bit of view in there. And then it's like, but this would, would this be better if we just did it with inertia? And then this one's like completely view. And then it's like, we're trying mm-hmm. to, like, oh, you know what? This would be a perfect opportunity to try blade components, right? Let's do some blade components in mm-hmm. here. And then before you know it, it's like, well, what the heck is going on? And you have to know all of them. And we do. Like, I do know all of them and that's fine. But it's like, um, I really enjoy using each one of them um in different spots but i'm kind of getting to the point where mm-hmm. it's like i just probably need to sort of standardize like because you sure. can use any of them but mm-hmm. should you use all of them is the question right yeah um yeah and so i'm kind of trying to like I, i'm trading off sort of like what's the best what's what's you know uh what's better versus um what's you know i don't know what's maintainable all that stuff right um, mm-hmm. I like staying in PHP if at all possible, but then I go into view sometimes and I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so, it feels so good. Like it feels great. Like this is exactly <laughs> how, like all, all of the stuff, it just works great. And so, um, so I don't know, I'm sort of like challenged right now because I, I've been using blade components, but most of the time when I'm using blade components right now, it's just like these simple extracts, right? It's like, instead of an include statement yeah. almost, I really don't use the class-based blade components super often. Um, mm-hmm. so if I'm going to do that, I'm probably just going to use live wire. Right. Um, and then, you know, I also have the need for like, in some projects we already have view pulled in. So I'll just use view instead. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. I'm at a little bit of a crossroads here because I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. like when the ones with the projects that have view, I'm not going to not use view. Like I'm not pulling view out of there in favor of something. You're else. not going to, you're not going to swap view. out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I'm wondering now as I'm moving forward, if I stop experimenting <laughs> with live wire and things like that, and instead just just use view. You know what I mean? If I just go mm-hmm. in on it and be like, Hey, this is, this yeah. works great. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Do you have opinions either way? on like, which ones you like better or, or like, uh, which ones you find mm-hmm. easier or more enjoyable to use more maintainable. Yeah. So I, 
I haven't used Vue in any real capacity for a, a long time. Um, most most of what I was doing at my last job was was just PHP. So it was just Laravel. It was just Blade. There was, you know, we might have used components here and there, but we certainly weren't using a lot of Vue. In, in my current job, there's not really any Laravel to speak of at all, except for what I've built in the last two months since I've Alex. been there. Alex. Come on, Alex. <laughs> there are there are parts of the business that won't ever run Laravel. There are, you know, backend systems and 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 things like that that are very, very performance sensitive. Mm, okay. And so we're looking at some of the stats during the week and we're we're talking, you know, hundred or tens of millions, hundreds of millions of of records Octane. in the database. So we're we're talking highly not octane, but um Highly efficient database queries, lots of writes, mm, okay, and lots of writes very quickly. And I don't remember the specific the specific values, but we're talking you know thousands of writes per second. Um, and so you know just vanilla PHP taking things, doing things. We're talking about optimizations for sure around you know the kind of things that that Jack Ellis has been doing for, sure. yeah, for yeah. Fathom. You know, do we do we use memcache as a store rather than um, you know, writing to MySQL, do we keep things in memory? Memcache can actually write things out to to disk. So if memcache stops for whatever reason, you can recover that data. Yeah, it's not like you're just... Um, so there are... It's like you're just stuck, you're, right? you're not screwed, right? It's like you still have it backed up on disk. Yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. So there, there are certainly parts of the business that I just... They're always going to be PHP, um, a vanilla PHP or, you know... The, the solution in those scenarios would be if we needed more performance not to, um, you know, it wouldn't go to Laravel. We'd, we'd you know, potentially rewrite something in, in Go or whatever. Right, that makes you sense. Because yeah. of the performance, right? Sure. So there are certain parts of the business that will just never be Laravel. There are other parts of the business um, which are, are earmarked for rewrite, um, you know, admin interfaces, white label interfaces, yeah, things sense, like yeah. that that may well... You know, it makes more sense for those things to be Laravel because, you know, you can rapidly rebuild, scaffold, feature, yeah, you yeah. Know, add features and things like that. So I think broadly speaking for me, if I'm building an application, I'm always starting with Blade. Um, if you do a Laravel new now, it doesn't. there is no view at all. Um, th- there's nothing, right? So my default for a new application is just PHP, just Laravel, just Blade component. Uh, just blade views. If we're separating things out, blade components. If I'm needing some level of reactivity or interactivity, then my next reach will be to Livewire now, and that's giving giving me the ability to you know to have that real time kind of aspect um, and and polling and all that kind of stuff without having to write any JavaScript myself, and and you know getting that immediate feedback. From those things, so I, I had to build out a, a page, a lead gen type page the other day, which had a contact form on it. And so the contact form was just a, a one thing, like enter details, submit, sends an API request to add a ticket into our ticket system. And so that was Livewire because um, we wanted, you know, just keep it all in the little contact form rather than refreshing yeah, the whole sure. page and all that kind of stuff. Um, then we we added in our pricing tables, and then that needed a bit of reactivity because the, the prices changed based on 
how many phones you get. So, you know, one phone is 30 bucks a month, two phones is 60 bucks a month, whatever, up to sure, sure. 100. So the next thing I reached for is Alpine. Um, and that gives me the the reactivity. I just pass the the JSON encoded uh, array of of plan objects to to the page, and then it just goes through. And you, you know, you use your X model and all of that kind of stuff, and um, and it all just works. So there, there's my next step. If I need any uh, real time sort of in browser, it didn't make sense. Like it could have been a a LiveWire component that that did that, but. It didn't make sense to send a post back to the server in order to get the next value. That makes sense, right? yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's, so with anything like that, and you can use X it doesn't entangle, make sense right? to send is a it post. Entangle? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so you've got you've got entangle if you want to if you want to sync things up with the front end and, and the back end. Um, and then you know I needed to interact between the pricing, the pricing component and the contact component. So when you update the number of phones that you select in the pricing component, it updates and pre-fills the number of phones in the contact form. And so because Alpine and Livewire are built by the same developer, hello, Caleb Porzio, um, they work absolutely beautifully together. Um, they, they can't talk directly to each other, but I can send, I can dispatch an event from one up into the world and then have the other, um, you know, act on that event. So anytime the, 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 the number of phones changes in the pricing table, it dispatches an event and gets gobbled up by the the contact form and vice versa. So if you update the number of phones in the contact form, it does the same thing. It dispatches the event out into the world and gets gobbled up by the pricing one. So um, that's that's really where I'm at. That, that's not to say that there's anything wrong. I, I, I know my preference is to not write JavaScript, and that's mostly because I'm not – it's not my strongest point. But with – you know, Livewire and Alpine, there's there's not really a lot that I build that needs more than that. Yeah. And so, you know, view view is great as a as a as a piece of tooling. Inertia is really good in terms of like giving you that reactivity, giving you view, giving you the best of both worlds, having your server side routing and all of that stuff. I'm I'm totally on board with all of that. I just it's easier for me to just keep it in PHP. Especially now in where I'm working now, even just getting people away from the old ways into into something a little bit more modern is a fight big enough in and of itself. Yeah, sure. And so Without introducing like just a whole the, new like language, right? Yeah. Even just introducing a build step to get the tailwind stuff yeah, done yeah, yeah. is is almost pushing too far. So that that's that's where I'm at basically. So yeah. To to summarize, uh Plain PHP, vanilla PHP with Blade first. I say vanilla PHP. My vanilla PHP is Laravel Blade. Yeah, right? sure, agree. So that's my first. Then it's going to Livewire. Then well, it's so adding is there a step between Livewire and so is there a step between Laravel and Livewire where you say Laravel and then Blade components? Is that ever a thing, or you go straight from Laravel to like Laravel? Depends Blade. on what the component is. Yeah. Right, because like I extracted, I extracted blade components for like feature sections on the page. Because you know, we've got five features, so I'm gonna have five. You know, I'm not gonna have copy paste of the same Tailwind classes five times. I'm gonna throw that into a component. But these are these are components for the sake of reducing duplication, yeah, not sure. for functionality. Yeah, right. But so even with that, though, with blade components, some of them, right? So 
you could do things like like you you would you could almost treat that blade component like you would a would a you uh excuse me like you would a controller right like i think you can even do like um method dependency injection and things like that so you could grab mm-hmm. out like um or you know like you could say phones colon colon find all for or you know whatever like or plans yeah. right you could do those yeah. sorts of things inside of a component if you didn't need sort of the live wire reactivity sort of bind this to that sort mm-hmm. of deal right um yeah i forgot about alpine the, we've used alpine a little bit yeah as the well. only time i've yeah. really done the only time I've really used a class-based blade component is for an alert where I want to toggle the like the color. I want to have an alert component that could be either red or green or blue. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd pass that in um, and say, you know, this do this. And then because it needs to figure out like what color the text needs to be, what color the background needs to be, what color the sure, border needs sure. to be, um, and what icons to use. So, you know, there's four bits there that you don't really want to do in the in the template exactly. i mean you can yeah. i know that jetstream does there's a at there's an at php block inside the blade component but yeah I, I i try and keep that stuff separately although recently i did i did some you know i was just playing around with some stuff myself and i i did a thing where i needed to color the the text based on a percentage so you know if it was between 0 and 25 it was red if it was between 25 and 50 it was orange yeah 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 um Whatever. So I just did that using an inline match statement inside a, a blade component. I remember seeing that. That was, that was easy yeah. enough. Mm. I have a little bit different way to do that. I'm trying to remember. <clears throat> I've got that in like three different places, maybe four. Mm. Um, and that, I remember thinking at the time that it was clever, but I don't remember what it was. I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> um, but yeah, match makes that pretty nice now. Um, this is, of course, before yeah. we had Yeah, the PHP 8 yeah. match is nice. Yeah. I think I did it's a little like bit. A, I think I it's a like bit a, more clunky with Switch. I think I did like an array get or something like that, or a modulo mm. sort of deal. I can't remember. I cannot remember. I used to have a thing where like it would cycle through colors as well. Like if you mm-hmm. had like do the first, then the second, then the third, then the fourth, then the fifth, then the first, then the second. You know what I mean? It would cycle through. Yeah. And um, I had a way to do that too. That was clever. I haven't done that stuff in a while though. So, okay, cool though. That's mm-hmm. it. no. That seems like a good heuristic. So like for you, you're like. Blade, just straight blade. And then it's like maybe a blade component, but that's not for any interactivity. That's just like for extracting if I need to do some sort of logic in order to determine some styles or things like that. And I feel like that's a great place also. Like blade components are a great place to extract things when you're using something like Tailwind. Because Tailwind mm-hmm. Tailwind would not say don't extract anything. They would say don't extract your CSS classes to like a yeah. to a new CSS class. What they would say is use the CSS classes to build a component and then extract that component into whatever, right? Maybe it's a view component. Maybe in this case, it would be a blade component, right? So yeah, that's great. That's mm-hmm. the appropriate place for that. Outside of that, you'd say if you need interactivity, it's going to be sort of like Livewire or Alpine. And then that's it. That's that's the end of your, your story. Um, yeah. yeah, so like right now, I have one particular app that uses Livewire and I don't think it uses Alpine. I think it uses Livewire and Vue. And what I might... Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's sort of painful to sort of depart from Vue because it, it's already working. Um, yeah. But for the sake of clarity, I certainly I might, wouldn't go out of my I way. Know. I don't know. I wouldn't go out of my way. I wouldn't ever go out of my way. If I had something working with Vue, I'm not going out of my way to change it yeah, yeah. to anything else. Sure. I'm just but curious on some of the I'm stuff. I'm not starting anything new with Vue. Yeah. I'm curious on some of the things. Um, so Wilbur Powery uh, is great at Vue. He loves Vue and he is all about it. And so anytime I'd ask him to do something, it was always in Vue, right? 
And if I ask my other developer to do something, he's probably likely to do it in Livewire because he's more comfortable in PHP. Mm -hmm. Glover's not, it's not that he's not comfortable in PHP. He'd just rather do it in Vue. Like if it's going to come down to like Mm -hmm. one or the other, he's just going to choose Vue every time. So in this application, I had him do some of it. I had the other other developer do some of it. The other developer, when he was building it, he was building it a little bit different than what I was. I was like, hey, you should try Live, you should try Livewire, Livewire because you have like, four or five endpoints out here that the only reason that this controller exists is because you need to get this data and you can do that in Livewire. So we'll just do that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, anyway, and it's sort of been like a uh, what rad rapid application development sort of thing. We've, we've switched these phone systems and what we found out is that their dashboard that we're paying crazy money for every month is actually hot garbage. And none of it works <laughs> correctly, like how they promised it would work. In fact, we built out an entire thing with aws and sqs and whatever based on what they told us was going to work yeah sure when you get a phone call it should hit this you know it'll hit any endpoint you want and it'll send along this payload and then you can whatever okay great we'll build that up and then we got into like implementation we're like this isn't working and they're like oh yeah oh man well it looks like that's not working we're like really great you just wasted literally like a week of our life okay all right let's pivot and do something else here right so anyway their dashboard is Hot garbage. So basically, we rebuilt the entire thing using their <laughs> APIs, right? Which is great, but also it was like we need this like tomorrow. So uh, we've rebuilt it, and it's great. But it was it's sort of like one of those things where it's like get it done, and then we'll optimize it later, right? So we have some stuff written in views, some stuff written in Livewire. So I may be I, I may actually be able to get some time in the in your future to be like, hey, we want to actually make this exactly what we want. And at that point, it would probably be a good choice to say like, all right, we're either going to do it all in Livewire or all in Vue or all in whatever, like set the standard because it's going to continue to change moving forward. And I'd rather have sort of like a single paradigm rather than like five, you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, well. Totally on board. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, I will let you know how that goes in our near future here and what that looks like. Um, but that's great. I, I like your uh, I like your sort of progression there. That that gradient of mm. of um, kind of where you start and where you end up with. Um, yep. And since you don't have any like yeah, all, JavaScript view developers, just... you don't really have to fight that fight either. Mm-hmm. There's nobody like pushing for that on yeah. your side. Yep. Yeah, it's all about the the you know bring things in as and when you need them. Yeah, it's sure. not like I'm starting you up and just like compose a require. Livewire. Yeah, right. Um, it's it's almost inevitable that most of the applications are going to need some kind of reactivity, and so that's yeah, there. But yeah. at the same time, until I need it, I'm not bringing it in. Just like I'm not extracting, you know, any any uh, blade components or anything like that. The the stuff that I was working on recently was grabbing Tailwind UI stuff, clicking it in, copy paste, copy paste, yep, copy yep. paste. Absolutely. You know, just to get the page there. And then once it was all there, it was then a matter of, okay, let's figure out what is actually duplicated and then extracting that to a component. So there's a, a Tailwind UI component that's like image text, text, yeah, image, sure. image, text. you know, it's image on the left, text on the right, then it flips and it's text and then it's the other way around, right? Yeah, sure. Then you've got text on the left, image on the right. That's and I've got four of them. So two on the left, two on the right, and they alternate. And that's just that's just there. I don't they're, they're not components because it's it's one page, it's they exactly, don't need to be anywhere right, else. Sure. But where I've got where I've got FAQs where it's question answer, you know, five, six times, okay, that's a component because it's exactly the same every time. Right, question right. answer. Slot, slot, you know, slot question, um, or you know, even just as a a a, a property, you know, pass that in and then the slot is the answer. Um you know, that kind of stuff. I'm not extracting, I'm not going over the top with components. I'm not extracting everything. It's just as and when I need it. 
Um, most of the time I'll extract a blade component where I don't want to duplicate tailwind classes. Sometimes where it makes more sense, I will do that. Like, for example, when I was redoing our website, which we shipped that this week, the, the changes I made for our website, some of that stuff is CSS, you know, extracting CSS classes, CSS components. So I've got, you know, a button and I've got links and things like that that are that are CSS because I don't have um, a build set. I don't have Laravel. So it makes more sense to have those things in CSS components. Sure, sure. That's and so, yeah, yeah, doing it there, which put me back in that deep, dark place of having to like name things. Oh my it's gosh. Like, what is this thing? And so it's this. like, oh, you know, no. content yeah. box and then context box, content box title yeah. and all of these things that made me feel queasy but the uh like buttons it is what it buttons is. and things like that and like headlines and whatever like those are those are great examples of like perfect spot for blade components though like that's perfect mm-hmm. like yep. icons yep. even right with um Andres vince mm-hmm. uh is x icons package or whatever blade icons whatever yeah which yep. he tweeted about this last week and said that he's they've got like 20 contributions and like 20 different icon sets now available on there which is pretty cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i was gonna say one other thing that might play heavily into this in the near future is um Headless UI, headless React and View UI stuff from Tailwind, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yep. Yeah, that, so, that, that came out. So that might actually influence me on the way the other be like, uh, oh, this is already written for me in View. If I'm using Tailwind UI, which I am, I mean, you know, that's pretty huge. That's yep. pretty freaking huge. So I mean, I'm just waiting for the Alpine version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, not, is that going to switch? I guess, is that a thing? Is that, I mean, it's not, there is no such thing as. I hope so. Is there? I mean, well, I mean, initially, all of those, all of those samples and and things like that were done with Alpine, correct, so correct. and they still are for like you know mm. easy for you know just like copy paste easy stuff like that, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if can they yeah. do that? Can they do that with Alpine? Can they re- extract components like that? I guess. I mean, well, but it's not necessarily the components, but adding that that JavaScript there, right, right, you know, yeah. and showing you how how do you do this with with Alpine. Yep. And those styles. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Or even if it's just in the Tailwind UI side of things. I, I mean, there is sort of really the idea of like Alpine components, right? It's like just have that little function that you call, right? Instead of passing X dash data and then actually yeah. passing an object, you, you just pass a it. function. Yeah. And then function is defined mm-hmm. farther down in your page. And then you just call that function. And then it provides the yeah. data and returns all the values. Yeah. And methods yeah. and things like that. Probably doesn't make much sense for the the headless UI stuff, but yeah. certainly for the Tailwind UI components yeah. that need the reactivity, you know, drop downs and True. select boxes and things like that, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it just doesn't make sense to. I'm sure maybe maybe Adam will message me and tell me where to go. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this podcast, let's be real honest. Don't be like that. He definitely does. He's 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 messaged me a few times about things that I've said. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, Adam, if you're listening, he was probably to this, he was probably one of three people that actually messaged me about the uh, the signing bonus. Oh, nice. Yeah. He was like, "What is it? Tell me. Tell me what it is." And you told him he it's did. A he guessed it. Bar. He did. Yeah. It's, it's a, a gold, gold bar. bar. He did guess what it was. So good man. Good man. All right, dude. Well, hey, right. let's we should uh, wrap let's this up. Wrap this you're thing up. Yeah, absolutely. We are on episode ninety four, right? Correct. Episode ninety four. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Eric Ben Johnson and Andrea Santabanez. I know that you guys are listening because you messaged me and told me you were. Thanks, guys. For... And Wilbur and Jesse. Are they watching too? Wilbur Powers watching? He is. He wants to know if you're hosting a viewing party for the Alpine Conference. Mm. The Alpine Day. Alpine Day? I didn't even know this was a thing. Gosh. 
I'm so behind. I'm so behind. Wilbur, hit me up. Yeah, we should. We should do it. We should host a, a viewing party. Uh, it'll get you to fly up here <laughs> from Puerto Rico. I know it's not Puerto Rico. It's an inside joke. Not really an inside joke. Those, Puerto Rico. Yeah, those, those same people who I host the other show with. Uh, one time we were talking about Wilbur and they were like, yeah, Wilbur, like Puerto Rico. And I'm like, it's not Puerto Rico. It's Costa Rica. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, Puerto Rico. I'm like, guys, it is not Puerto Rico. Like They didn't <laughs> hear me. And they must have said it three times. I was so embarrassed. He's from Honduras. I have some he Honduran coffee beans again. I tuned my coffee machine just for them. I made sure that it extracts for the right amount of time. And let me tell you, the coffee is fantastic. Good stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So um, back to the 94 thing. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 94. You can find show notes of this episode at northmeetsouth.audio slash 94. If you would like to hit us up on Twitter at Michael Dorinda at Jacob Bennett or at North South Audio, that would be awesome. And rate us up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars would be much appreciated. I'm going to go see. Have people been commenting on the on the stream or something? Did I miss all this? I think I probably yep, did. They have. Darn it. I have indeed. Darn it. <laughs> Here it is. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Give shout outs to all the peoples. Let's see. Yep. Uh, yep. Wilbur, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Sorry. Andreas, Eric. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, folks, that's it for this week until next time, which uh, ex- next time we're talking about having a guest. Maybe, maybe it'll be you. Maybe, maybe listener. It will maybe. be you until then. See ya. Peace.